Maya he, Maya ha, Maya fa fa. Right? Fa fa? Fa fa? That's fart in Portuguese, right, Steph? Yeah. It's what her family said. Well, you know, I, I learn something new every day. Fufa? Fafa! <laughs> Hi, folks. How you doing? Welcome back to the Honey House Gaming and Tech Podcast. So good to join. So good to have you join me on this lovely hour we're going to spend together. Uh, HeineHouse.com is the website. 503-908-5490 is the hotline if you want to call. If you got something you want to say, something on your mind, talk about gaming, talk about tech. We have a, a jam-packed episode full of a lot of great uh, talk about that. Uh, let's do a quick skim through. What is it? Uh, more foodie talk, of course. Taco Bell's got some stuff. I got, oh, we got new nugs from Mc, Mc, McDonald's, Macca's on here. So we got some foodie talk. Um, Ikea and Animal Crossing do something. What? Oh, my gosh. Um, what else is in here? Let's see. Let's talk about, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to have a deep dive discussion on Switch and what you guys think about the new Switch will be. I would love to hear your feedback on that. Definitely write down the the voicemail line and get ready to call in. Um, BK exploits Twitch for some ads. Someone uses a drum set to play Call of Duty. What? I know. Tons of stuff. Um, yeah, and some tech stuff. Uh, of course, we have a new type of hack called vishing. Remember we talk about phishing? Well, we have a new one called vishing with a V. It's using voice over IP, which actually I'm, I want to talk about this because it ties into what was happening to me on Facebook Messenger last couple of weeks. So now it starts to make sense. And we're going to talk a deep dive on that. I have actually a big article on that. And then we're going to wrap it up, take some voicemails. All right, great episode. And um, 60, shoot, I don't even know, 66, I think. I think we're 66. I'm not sure. But uh, let's jump right into the episode. Um, so Taco Bell, folks, check this. Oh, my goodness. Taco Bell. The future of Taco Bell actually looks pretty good. A lot of things have been happening for the restaurant industry, of course, talking about uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, of course. So restaurants are shutting down inside of their restaurants. So you can't go in and sit down. But what's happening is they're, they're letting um, customers come up Go through the drive-thru, which we've seen a huge spike in drive-thru sales, of course. I mean, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. But Taco Bell is using this as uh, an opportunity to redesign and sort of, in a way, redo some of their stores. I have the article here. The newest restaurant design that emphasizes the drive-thru and will limit interaction and keep it you know, for social distancing. So it's going to limit human interaction, make it drive-thru, making it more suitable for the coronavirus era. The most significant difference is the size. Taco Bell is cutting back on the dining room seating altogether, adding a second drive-through lane dedicated to pickup orders or orders that you put in on the mobile app. The Go, quote, Go Mobile concept, that's what they're calling these new stores, uh, they're debuting next year, as soon as next year. This is huge. Um, the Evolved restaurant is specifically designed for guests to order ahead through the brand's mobile app, Thank you. And enjoy Taco Bell experience in a frictionless way. That's what the company says. The design is in response to the changing ways customers begin ordering fast food since the pandemic started. Digital orders and drive throughs orders exploded in popularity. Duh. Of course, that makes sense. Uh, for basically every chain all across the board. Uh, for Also for Chipotle, McDonald's, Starbucks, across the board. 
Taco Bell, uh, which is uh, owned by Yum Brands, said it served an additional 5 million cars through the change drive throughs compared to the same time one year ago this year. Let that sink in for a second. They served an additional, this is on top of what they already do, 5 million cars. That blows me away. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, it is also said that digital orders at all of their brands, because they own a few different, uh, they own Pizza Hut and KFC, they hit an all-time high, jumping 1 billion to 3.5 billion from the same quarter last year. That's huge. That's huge. I got some pictures of the new proposed restaurant. Check it out. It's actually really cool looking. Let me zoom in. It's a concept, proof of concept. So the stores are smaller. Smaller stores, as you can see, and you drive in. There's a dual drive-through. You pop in there, and then here's like a little picture of what it might be. Mobile pickup only. This is fantastic. I honestly, you guys know my feelings on this sort of thing, but I'm going to just emphasize them again. I, I am I'm all for any restaurant or any any company that provide food or service like this to embrace the mobile and the contactless and the, um, what do they call it? What was it? They, they less the no human contact, whatever it is. I, I encourage all restaurants to do this because first of all, it's more efficient. It's quicker. It's more convenient for the customers. We know this. And also let's, let's not beat around the bush folks. Those employees working there, do not want to talk to you. They don't. Don't think for one second that they do and or care. Don't be like Jason at the Sonic drive-in and be like trying to have a conversation with the dude, all right? Because because Derek doesn't want to talk to me, but I still try. All right, I try to be... It's Thomas? Okay, well, it's Thomas, see? Can't, can't, can't wing one by Steph. She knows. It's Thomas. You know, and so that's just a that's just a great and I I love this. I love this concept. I love this idea. In fact, and I've said this before, I've said this before. What do we do when we order food? In fact, I will order it on the app, even if I'm sitting in the fucking parking lot of the restaurant, and then put it through because we can pull into a spot, we can back in, do our order, take our time, no rush. We can have add the custom stuff just the way we like it, click submit. And then drive in and say, hey, mobile order for Jason. And they're like, cool. How does it look on the screen? I say, eh, looks fantastic. Looks right to me. Pull on up. Already paid. Used Apple Pay. Boom. Done, done, done. Awesome. They don't have to talk to me. I don't have to talk to them. Or uh, I don't have to annoy them, I guess I should say. <laughs> and, and away we go. I love it. I love it. It's a great concept. I can't wait for this. Now, this will be for new stores only, obviously, because the store is actually redesigned. But I think it's great. More foodie talk. McDonald's. Macca's. They're launching an all-new Chicken McNugget flavor. This is the newest flavor in nearly 40 years. So that basically means they've never introduced a new flavor for the nugget. <laughs> Spicy chicken nuggets are going to hit U.S. restaurants on September 16th for a limited time. It's the first new McNugget flavor in the United States since they were introduced. Oh, yeah, in 1983. That makes sense. Okay. For McDonald's, the new item could be a way to capitalize on America's taste for chicken and the much-needed spicy chicken buzz. Well, I bet you it will help. 
Remember when Wendy's introduced spicy nuggets? People lost their minds. And they are good. Uh, what was it, last weekend? I think it was last weekend we went uh, <laughs> after a Twitch stream because we were talking about Wendy's on Twitch stream. Thank you, everyone in the Twitch chat for talking Wendy's again, getting me so fucking hot and bothered over it. We went to Wendy's and I ordered uh, nuggets. I ordered a four-piece nugget because I also got like a chicken, a chicken sandwich, mind you. I didn't even get a burger. I got a chicken sandwich. And they were fan, dude, the chicken sandwiches are, what do the kids call it? They call it dank. Do the kids say dank? It's so danky, swanky danky. I hope I have, I, if there's any young kids, I hope they're fucking cringing right now. I'm doing it for you. I love you. I'm doing it for you on purpose. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we went to Wendy's. It was great. But they, they were like, hey, look, we have to actually like drop fresh nuggets in. Do you mind getting some spicy ones in there mixed with you? And I'm like, yeah, bring it on, bruh. Bring it on, bruh. Where's my soundboard? There it is. So yeah, it was great. But anyway, I'm not talking about that. McDonald's. New, the new spicy uh, McNuggets have breaded tempura, temp, tempura, tempura. Why can't I say that? There's a few words in my voc vocal that I can't say. Tempura. Yes. Tempura. Tempura. We're going to Missouri. You're going to Missouri? Are you going uh, to Pura? Are you going to Missouri or Tempura? Where are you going? Tempura to Missouri. We're going to go get to Macca's and order Tempura in Missouri. Or no? Okay. They come with mighty hot sauce as well. Which uh, is a blend of crushed red pepper, spicy chilies, and garlic. Mighty Hot Sauce is also available for a limited time. I have a picture, just a promo picture. I mean, who knows if it's the real deal, but mm, red hot and spicy, baby. That's going to get me to flare up. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Wait, why is it not working? Hold on. Hold on. It's on. I don't see it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Advanced audio properties. Why are you not working? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. What was that? I was going to say you're, you're going to need to have a nug off. Yes. And nug off. Compare Wendy's spicy nuggets to McDonald's spicy nuggets. I feel like they're like 15 years too late. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> they're, so. No, you're right. They're, they're late to the game. Super late to the game. Um, yeah, well, because you're also going to do the uh, cheddar jalapeno popper pop-off. The pop-off. <laughs> so we recently did a video. That's on my YouTube channel. Uh, we went to Sanic. Gotta eat fast, Steph. Gotta eat fast. We went to Sanic. People love when we do the foodie stuff. And we like to do it, too. It's fun. So we went there and we tried the new uh, Toasted S'mores Shake. So go to the YouTube channel and and, and check it out. But uh, we're gonna. she's going to do a jalapeno... There's BK, there's Sanic, there's uh, Wiener Schnitzel. There's a few places that have jalapeno poppers, and she's going to do a taste test and compare them. And I'll do the spicy nug off. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so foodie talk done. Let's move on to some gaming news. Ikea has redesigned parts of their catalog to look like Animal Crossing furniture in Taiwan. <laughs> this is the real deal. I actually have pictures. We're going to just jump into pictures. What... It actually looks really cool, though. Check it out. They remodel it with animal droppings uh, furniture. Look at this. In, in Animal Crossing? 
land. Wouldn't that be cool if they actually had real furniture that was designed like that, though? Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Shit. Am I not working? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I, dude, so here's the thing. Stop updating shit in your, whenever you update stuff, I swear, it just resets everything. Yeah, your microphone's not even on this scene. I'm on the iPad scene. Why are you not there? Hold on, let me switch back. Okay, you can you can talk now. I'm going to just, no, I'm going to do it real passed. time. It's, it's passed. Oh, it's done. I don't even remember what I said. Something about <laughs> kicking you out. Kick, she said she was going to kick me out and redesign oh, the whole yeah, house. Oh, yeah, fill it with animal dropping furniture. I can see it. I can see it happening. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick gander over here again. Yeah, look at that. They even have like pictures of that. Like it shows you what the original um, ad was and then what they changed it to. I think it's pretty fun. It's fun. A little tie in there. Very cool. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about. Um, there was actually a typo and Microsoft Flight Sim that created a 200-story, 212-story building in Microsoft Flight Sim in an area in um, Australia where it's completely flat. There's nothing there. <laughs> but there's this 212-story building towering over this uh, landscape in Australia. It looks like the Citadel in Half-Life 2, to be honest. It looks really cool. Um, when, develop when the developer built... It's detailed recreation of the globe. They pulled data from OpenStreetMap, a free map of the world in which anyone can contribute. About a year or so uh, ago, a user by the name of Nathan Wright 120 added a tag that <laughs> that is said uh, that was a building, not a tall building, but a building in Australia there. But it was a typo when he entered the height instead of pressing two which was the, the height of the building, he accidentally pressed 212. And so, uh, yeah, the building went up 212 stories. So you could actually go in there and say, hey, how tall is the building? How many floors? Look at a picture of this. People are finding it. And they're like, uh, what? What? What's wrong with you? It looks really cool, actually. It does look like the Citadel. I think we should, uh, we can see if uh, Dr. Breen's in there. Hedy Lamar. See if Hedy Lamar the crab, the head crab, is wandering around in there. Really, really cool. And so people are flying around trying to land on it. And look at that one plane's upside down there. Pretty funny. Really, really cool. I just think it's really awesome that the community has been able to contribute. You know what I mean? I think it's rad. So cool. Love it. Uh, let's deep dive. Um, actually, no, 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 no. Let's talk about, let's finish out the food shit. Because I got one BK article here about BK and Twitch. It's kind of both sort of related. So BK did something really, I don't know. It's, you know what it is? It's tacky. It's tacky. They wanted to do an ad campaign and capitalize on, um, take advantage of, not take advantage of, that's a hard, harsh word. They basically just wanted to do ads on Twitch. All right. And the only way that they, or the concept that they came up with to do it is to create an account and this, their account name is the King of Stream. And what they did is they went around and they donated to Twitch streamers. I don't even need to read the article because I already, I already know what's happening here. They created this account and this account is a third party. All right. So it's not BK directly, but it's through 
through the blessing of BK. Because BK doesn't know when the hell they're doing on Twitch. They're not a Twitch streamer. So they're like, they hired an ad agency to do this. The ad agency created an account, the king of stream. They went around to popular streamers and they donated and or subbed. They used money to sub, uh, which is great because that helps the Twitch streamers. But what they did was they were looking for Twitch streamers that have text to voice enabled. So you can add, a lot of streamers have text to voice where when you donate or subscribe, you can send a little message to them and just say like, hey, love the channel. Thanks for this. Thanks for your content. You can say whatever you want. And then it reads it back in like Microsoft Sam, okay? So what they did is they were going to these channels and they would donate and or sub and then they would put on there, you could use this $5, which it's only, only $2.50 for affiliates, mind you. It's not the full $5, it's half. We split it half with Twitch. They said you can use the full, you can use this $5 to go buy a $5, whatever the promo was, $5 meal deal at BK. And then we read it back like, you can use this $5 to go buy a $5 meal deal at BK. That's what it would say. And so people were kind of like, okay. It's just tacky, right? It's just tacky. I don't think that was very smart. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about that other than that. That's kind of tacky. And I would I would pretty much LOL in their face if they did that on my stream. I just think that's really weird. I mean, I'm all I'm all for creative ways to market and brand yourself and do stuff, but they're doing it at the expense of streamers, other people. Because they didn't get you know, they didn't talk to them and like get consent, like, hey, is it okay? Like what no. happens if they go onto like a vegetarian's channel? They're like, buy a burger. <laughs> didn't even think about that. That is an that is such a valid point. Or like wow. people who don't like fast food or hate Burger King. It's actually funny. I wrote in the article. I didn't. Re I didn't read it because I just wanted to talk it out. They did that, and then the Twitch streamer made a joke about it. <laughs> they donated again, oh, no. and like made a comp, like a rebuttal to the joke. They tried to make another joke. Yeah. By yeah, like it didn't sound. It no, probably wasn't good. You guys need to relax. This is super tacky. Oh God. Mm. 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 Ah, oh, got that coffee. Oh, it's good. Chocolate donut. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. They say, oh, they say that they have the best fries, like, in America. America. Yeah, there was an article that was showing, like, best fries by state, prefer or preferred fries, fast food fries by state. BK won out, like, 9 A out majority, of 10. majority, like, 75%, maybe 80% of states said that Burger King has the best fries. Like, McDonald's wasn't even on the list. Was it? No. I know Chick-fil-A was. And there was, like, some other place that I don't remember. It was mostly... Um, it was mostly Burger BK. King. So, like, what's up with these fries? We I tried to get, get some the other day, and... <laughs> we, please there was please a tell them the story, please. <laughs> there was a, a coupon. Oh, I she can. can't. I got work up. I had a coupon I, on the app. It was a dollar for large fries. I go, this is a perfect opportunity to get fries. I put it in there, boom. But uh, I don't know. I must have sausage fingered the app or something because um, it didn't get put through, so we didn't actually get the the, the dollar fries. But we'll we'll try next time. Well, I want to try them. I just feel like, wait a minute, what? Am I missing something here? I must be missing something here. With that, um, what else here? iPhones with Fortnite installed in them are are selling for as much as ten thousand dollars on eBay. Oh my gosh. A search of eBay's U.S. stores 
on Wednesday, this was last Wednesday, with the term iPhone Fortnite installed yielded over about 100 listings at the time. It's like double that now. I looked at it a few days ago. And I, I went and researched this to double check this so that I could give accurate info here. So they're listed for 10,000. I didn't say that they're, did I say we're selling? No, they're listed for 10,000. They're not selling for that. People are not that crazy. Or are they? The $10,000 phone, which it's still up to this day, it's on, it's on there, has the game pre-installed on a 2017 iPhone X, iPhone 10. Um, so I went and researched it. I went and did sold listings. Now, this can also be flubbed and fibbed a bit. You guys know, we talked about that on the Patreon after party on the eBay episode. My very first Patreon after party. Y'all should go, uh, if, you're, if you're a patron in there, you need to check out that episode. Or please sign up, patreon.com slash Jason Heine. Get in there. I would uh, wait, talk about eBay. Talk about, actually, shit, I have this here. I don't really want to show my uh, eBay eBay name. I keep it private. I should have taped it off. But look, I found my eBay, my eBay power seller reward they sent me. It's Dancing Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just change the Dancing Bear. But check it out. Thanks, Bill Cobb. Bill Cobb, he sent me a fucking letter here. And it's great. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah. So I looked up the sold listings and they're selling for anywhere between about $300 to about $1,500 for the phones. Roughly about $1,000 is about average. So it's Folks, basically just the cost of an iPhone. Oh, sorry. Thank you. No, I, no, no. You, you absolutely, help. absolutely right. You yeah. said it. You absolutely said it. It's the cost of an no iPhone. No one wants Fortnite. No. Especially, I mean, there. I'm sure there's people who play it on mobile, but... No one's paying two thousand for a fucking yeah, iPhone. I don't think they're going to be paying that much for for Fortnite. Hell no. So the articles are just they're just buzzwords. They're just key buzzwords, you know. And that's cool. I mean, they're not wrong. They're listed for ten grand. They're not wrong. But no one's buying that shit. Mm, gotta have a sip. All right. So there's a Twitch streamer who hooked up his electronic drum set to his to his gaming console or to the computer. It's, it's on PC. Has to be. There's no way to get MIDI data into a uh, console. Um, Dino Bino is the guy's name on Twitch, based in Ontario, Canada. According to the, his Twitch's bio, he streams drums on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and video games Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Full schedule. However, his recent stream has gone on to gone, go viral because he swapped out a controller for his electronic drum set. He's playing COD Modern Warfare, and surprisingly... Using the drum set seemed to work out pretty well. I was going to say, you should do that. Totally. You might, you might actually be good at the game. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. Dude, I, I enjoyed Warfare when we used to play it. I really did. Before, Before they... Cheaters. Oh, hackers. Dude, they need to get their shit together. Oh, my God. There's an article I sent to you for next... For like, this coming week. Okay. And it's about, like... It's... Obviously, it's, like, a hacker who got caught. Oh, yeah. Um, like, but was still bragging, like, check out my skills and whatnot. But the thing is that he's still not banned. Either from Warzone or from Twitch. People are like, what the hell? He's obviously cheating. He must just not be at a certain popularity threshold to get noticed or something. Maybe. I don't know. I, I have no I have no room for that. You guys all know how I feel about that. I have no room for for cheaters and hackers and shit in there. Just fucking get good at a game, dude. 
Um, so what he's done is he basically connected his drum set and, and used his, I'm going to, the article didn't say specifically, but I'm going to just call it out because I, I know how, I, I have a vague idea of how this has to work. There's only one way this works. So what he's using, he's using an electronic drum set that has a MIDI out port on it. Uh, MIDI stands for Multiple Instrument Digital Interface. It was created in 1981 and it has stayed the same since. They haven't updated it. They haven't changed it. If anything, it's been upgraded in the fact that we can now do MIDI over USB in the early 2000s and late, late 90s, early 2000s. That started to become a thing. Now it's completely a thing. Um, and he may even be using it uh, through USB. He may be. Might be. But what it is, is he's using his MIDI out on his electronic drum set. He's sending MIDI command data to his computer, which then his computer reads the MIDI uh, transmission signals. Now, MIDI is not audio. MIDI is a on or off command. This is actually really cool. I've never talked about MIDI. We're going to do a, a short deep dive into what MIDI is um, and how this is working for him. So each drum trigger has a on and an off. When you press it and you, you hit the drum, it sends a on command uh, to the brain module of the drum set and then triggers the audio to be played back through the analog outputs or digital outputs, whatever that is. So what he's doing is sending out MIDI information to the computer. The computer then, by use of third-party software, uh, you know, something like a joy to key or something where it can then take that MIDI data and do something with it. And then somehow, through internally with some software, I don't know what software, but some software is converting that data into controller inputs. So when you hit a left tom, he may bind that to a left strafe left. Or when he hits his uh, snare drum, which I think actually he had his symbols. He had a symbol be a uh, uh, left click. So he mapped his MIDI trigger right symbol to left click mouse, which then would shoot the gun once. So you could basically just sit there and just like hit the symbol like this, and it would shoot uh, very fast. And so, yeah, he was using his toms to move and kick drum to move forward, I believe it was. So cool. It's very, very cool. And um, I, I love that geeky shit. So shout out to him. I think that's way cool. Um, I don't have my, my electronic drum set anymore, but I would love to try that uh, maybe on another one that I'll get down the road. All right, let's move on to, uh, that was some gaming news. How about that, folks? We still hanging in there? We, you still with me? All right. Let's talk about some tech news. I got some tech stuff. Uh, do you happen to, oh, I feel bad if you happen to, but do you happen to use Lightroom app on your iPad? I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a sip here. If you, um, this is an older article, like it's four days old now. So everyone has probably already updated. But if you use Lightroom app on your iPad, don't update it. Stop. Please stop. Get, 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 get some help. Oh, no, no, this one. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Because, uh, well, yeah, we have a problem. If you updated it, there's a potential you can lose all of your photos. And they are unrecoverable. The latest update in the Lightroom app for iPhone and iPad exclusively inadvertently wiped users' phones, presets, and all of their data that was synced to the... Oh, if you were not synced to the cloud. So if it was on your device. If you were synced to the cloud, you're okay. Better get that straight. <laughs> um, Adobe has confirmed this, and they have also gone to say that there is, in fact, no way to get any of that back. Um, some customers here, I quoted from them, quote, I've talked with customer service for four and a half hours over the past two days 
And just a minute ago, they told me that the issue has no fix and that these these lost photos are unrecoverable. Wrote one user. Adobe is uh, unbelievable Some of these t- at some times, he says. All I got was that we're sincerely sorry and nothing else. Two years of photos, edits, just gone because of Adobe and all they give is a sorry. And uh, yeah, he's really sad. Mm, this is a great opportunity in PSA. And I like to do this sometimes. Folks, take a moment tonight or tomorrow, but do it in the next day or two. And back up everything you have. Pull out your external drives and back up your stuff. Maybe this is a great opportunity to go out and buy an external hard drive. I know you've been putting it off. Believe me, I know. I know. You're waiting for that right time. But the right time is now. Go buy an external hard drive and back up your stuff. And remember, it's not backed up unless it's backed up in three places. I don't know. I know. It can be convoluted. Back it up externally, maybe twice, and then back it up in the cloud somewhere. Then also have your original somewhere. So that if anything else fails, a drive or the, oh my gosh, what if the cloud goes down? We don't know. Yeah, Adobe went on to confirm the issue, uh, explaining that customers who updated to Lightroom 5.4. Okay, so here are the details if you're a Lightroom user. Check this out. If you updated to um, 5.4 on iPhone and iPad, you may be missing photos and presets. Those photos and presets are not recoverable and they sincerely apologize, but they've also already released a a patch to fix that. You need to download version 5.4.1. Do not do 5.4. I think it's already pushed through the app store, so you may not even have access to it uh, at all, which is fine, which is great. It's what we want. 5.4.1 is what you want. So sad. That sucks. So, so shitty. Uh, the FBI and CISA warn of major a new major wave of vishing attacks targeting teleworkers. These are people working from home. This is another uh, byproduct of that we're all working from home from uh, COVID. But people who are customer support, customer service, and a lot of people working from home using voice over IP, this is targeted towards, towards them. So let's talk about it. Uh, hackers, I, I basically copy and pasted a lot of this article to read it almost verbatim because the information is so good. You got to hear this. So dig in, get your drink, have a sip real quick here before we jump in. Mm-hmm. So what's happening? Hackers are calling employees working from home and tricking them into accessing phishing pages for, for corporate domains. The FBI, uh, and this is Cybersecurity of Infrastructure Agency, CISA, have issued a joint security advisory on Thursday uh, warning about this ongoing wave of vishing. This is with a V, V-I-S-H-I-N-G, vishing, using voice over IP. That's what the V stands for. Vishing or voice phishing is a form of social engineering where criminals call victims to obtain desired information, usually posting as other persons. According to the FBI, in mid-July of 2020 this year, just uh, as the recording last month, cyber criminals started a vishing campaign. This is brand new, folks. This is, this is frontline shit. So this is why I wanted to really report on this. We have to be vigilant of this. Um, Mid-July 2020, they started this, uh, targeting employees working from home for U.S. companies. 
the attackers collected login credentials from corporate networks, which they then modernized by selling their data uh, and also corporate resources that they find to criminal gangs. Uh, per these two agencies, these cybercrime groups started by first registering domains that looked like company resources and then creating and hosting phishing sites with these domains. Let me break that down. So what they're doing is, um, I don't even want to say a company. Let's just say a popular company. All right? Something.com. And you're working for that company uh, and you're home working from home. What they will do is they will create a that company maybe with a few other weird words or something and make it look like a legit site. All right. And then they will send you that either via email or, or maybe a voice or um, uh, could be um, IM, DM, could be something like that because they're getting your information and credentials publicly online in places. And we'll talk about that. That's later on here. So they're creating websites that look like the real company's website to try to trick you. Here we go. The next paragraph. The vishing pages are made to look like a targeted company's internal VPN login page. And the sites were also compatible with capturing two-factor authentication and one-time passwords if the situation required it. So they're actually making pages that will capture your 2FA and OTP. That's crazy stuff. That's very dangerous stuff. The two-factor is what you have set as your defense mechanism to log in, it, you know, like your credentials. It's very, very scary. How do they get your data? Check this out. The hackers performed what they call mass scraping of public profiles on social media platforms. Recruiter uh, info, marketing tools, anything publicly available, background check services, open source research. This is, they go in and they find everything about you and then they scrape, get that data and then use that against you. Uh, collected information included name, home address, personal cell phone, what your position is, the company you work for, the duration, how long you've been there, the company and all of its info. This is according to the, the FBI is what they said. The attackers then called employees using random voice over IP phone numbers by spoofing, of course, and uh, they're calling employees of that company. Uh, the cyber criminals then use social engineering techniques and, in some cases, posted as members of the victim's company's IT help desk. Using the no their knowledge of the employees personally, because of all this identifiable information they collected about you, including your name, position, duration, company, home address, you're going to trust them. Think about it. Think about that position. You're at home working. You get a voicemail for, on your phone. Hi, uh, this is the help desk from your place of employment, whatever it may be. Um, we actually are having issues with your login credentials. We're going to have to have you reset those. So we're going to send you an email form. If you could just fill that out, send that back. If you could go ahead and log out of everything you are, are in right now, we're going to send you an email, check your email, send that through, and then you'll be able to log back in. If someone's calling you and says they know about you, they know about your company, they know about how long you've been there, they're actually authenticating like themselves to you. Bruh, that is scary shit. And that's what's happening. So folks, oh my goodness. 
They then convinced the targeted employee that a new, here it is, new VPN link would be sent to them required for them to log in. When they do that and you click that link, it's a fake page that is nothing but phishing and they just capture all of your keystrokes and log in all of your sensitive data. Then they have access to you. This is actually dangerous because not only, not only does it affect you, it affects the company. Oof. They then use the employee's access to conduct further research on the victim and or fraudulent obtain funds using varying methods. Because once they get in, they could get into your, you know, your uh, your pay stubs. They get into everything. It's very dangerous. This is very, very dangerous. So anyway, that, I know that was a long article, but I wanted to kind of go in depth with that and talk about it because it's it's huge. And if you're working from home or you know people that are, give them a call right now. Uh, send them a message and let them know like, hey, there's some new, as of like a month ago, it's brand new. Be very, very vigilant. And if you're, here's the thing. I will say this. If you are at all wondering if it's legit, even if you get a call on your phone, if you get an email from your company and it looks legit, take a moment, stop, and actually call your your real IT help desk. Call your support. Talk to your team leads and ask them if it's real. Hey, I'm actually being asked to log in and to verify my VPN. I'm actually being asked for these credentials are you requesting this of me? And confirm it with them. Just be vigilant, man. Seek the truth. Go for it because you just don't know. And there's nothing wrong with you saying, mm, I don't know about that. It seems kind of, uh, seems kind of vishy. Oh, <gasps> oh, uh, uh, I'm leaving you. Oh, seems kind of vishy. That was actually a perfectly placed joke, folks. Perfectly placed. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Get, 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 get some help. Mm-hmm. Wow, they go through great lengths to get that info. Insane lengths. Can you imagine? Jeez. Let's deep dive uh, on the last topic before we hit some voicemails. Let's talk about the, the new Switch model. You know why I don't like to talk about the rumors? Because they're fucking rumors. Right? You should have burped that into the microphone. That would have been a good one. Look, Steph, if you ever have any air exiting your body from any hole, please just, you got the microphone aimed right at you. Let them have it. Just only do, only from the mouth though, not from the other end because y'all don't even know. Break your PC with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Might take it out. (laughs) I don't like to talk about the rumors on the Switch stuff. It's been going, honestly, I feel like the last two months have been nothing but rumors. And I like maybe mention it for like three seconds and then move on because I don't like to talk too much about rumors. I like things that are that are real. But actually, what's happening, though, is that we can talk about a discussion, a deep dive discussion on what do you think the next version of a Switch is going to be? Because I do feel, although nothing is concrete, and yeah, some articles, I think there was a news article or a magazine in Taiwan that posted something saying, there's a new Switch model and it's 4K now and whatever. We don't know. We don't know because it's not from Patches the Horse's Mouth yet. We do not know what Nintendo was actually planning on doing. However, I will say whatever the next Switch is, it's it's close to being ready. I, I will say that because 
they're they are not not working on a new switch i mean they are this is the their number one selling con this it just recently outsold the nes in its lifetime the switch has been out what three years now four years i think three years it's insane so but i want to get your opinion on this because i have some thoughts let's talk what do you think the new Switch is going to be? Now, we have some points to, to touch on before we actually get into some sort of theory here. Would they? I have questions for you, and I want to hear from you. 503, uh, what's the phone number? 503, I usually have it memorized, 908-5490. Here's your opportunity to talk to me about this. 503-908-5490. That's the phone number. Write it down. Get ready to talk. Call me. Start some shit. Uh, would they completely redesign the Switch? That's the question. Would they make all new hardware and completely redesign it? Question number one. Question two. Do they even need to make new hardware? Like, i.e., I put on here, like a dock. Do they need to redesign the dock? How about the Joy-Con? How about the Switch itself? Maybe physically look different. You know, Nintendo has done this in the past where they've released slim consoles or like version two consoles, right? Where they have physically altered and changed the actual console itself. You may first be saying, no, Nintendo would never do that. Folks, they have done that. That is why I bring this up. Let's go back in time and look at almost every console they've ever made. Minus the N64 and GameCube. Right? We they didn't physically change, but they added. They came out with like that red one that had. Ooh, yeah, it, it was like the mini. It wasn't mini, but yeah. it was. I think it was called mini. The Wii Mini. I think it was, but it was only sold in Canada for the first like when it launched. Yeah. Then it came to the states, but man, and I really wanted that because it was a top loader, and I like that with no moving parts. But dude, that console couldn't use the uh, component video outs. And it couldn't go online either. It had no online. And so I was like, wait, this is a completely scaled down Wii. It's basically just, and no GameCube support, no GameCube controller ports. It basically just plays Wii games. Very standard stuff. It's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I'm leaving you. <laughs> See, there's nothing better than a perfectly placed joke. Send help. I need, I've been <laughs> hanging out with him too long. <laughs> okay. So this is why everyone's saying, no, of course, they're not going to redesign the Switch, Jason, you big dummy. Yeah, big dummy. But they've done it in the past. And so would they do that? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they would want to alienate their current customer base by doing that. Straight up. If they make a new Switch and it's not compatible with the old dock, we have problems. Those docks, I'm not sure if you know, are expensive. We bought one other dock so that we could leave one on our TV and I could have one to either connect and stream or have it in the bedroom when we play and uh, when we go to bed and we lay in the bedroom. But dude, those things were like, I think we paid like 80 bucks for it, didn't we? Or 60 bucks? Like it's expensive. Yeah, it was like $60 and it's all it is is a port. Like it just, it. it doesn't do anything. Like Nothing. It's just a piece of plastic. It just connects it to the you TV. Dock it. Yeah, that was an expensive piece of plastic for sure. So that's the question. Do they need to? Are you thinking that they're going to redesign the Switch? I want to know. Do they need to keep the same footprint and form factor? 
So what I'm saying is, do they need to keep a switch looking the same and not alter its physical appearance to be able to stay compatible with old uh, the dock and all that and the Joy-Con? Do we need Joy-Con controllers? Yes. Unanimously, we all say yes. They're garbage. We need new ones. We need new joysticks, period. We need a completely redesigned Joy-Con for, you know what, seriously, dude, for as, as much as those controllers are, make them work. I'm like, come on. You have a defect. You know, you have a, a you have a problem with design. Let's fix it. Yes, we need new Joy-Con. Do we need a physically different looking Joy-Con? No, we just need a joystick internal components fixed. We need that fixed. Do you think they need to do a new way to dock the controllers? No, I say no. But you never know. You never know. They may add some sort of new way that they slide in and connect. Maybe it's easier. Maybe it's maybe it's wireless. Ooh, you ever thought about that? Wireless charging in a, in a Joy-Con? Maybe they're going to make a little like flat box like thing that sits on the ground looks like a like a mouse pad. You just lay them on there and they wirelessly charge. Think about that. I don't think that's too far-fetched. I don't think that's out of the picture. I think that's actually pretty smart. I mean, it's going to make your Joy-Con 120 bucks, but, um, you know, that might happen. So those are some questions I have, and I want to hear from you. Here's my prediction. Tell me if you think I'm right or wrong, or tell me what you think. My prediction, I think that they're going to keep the Switch within the same form factor, but they're going to upgrade the internals completely. I think, I personally think this is going to be an all internal update. Possibly some cosmetic updates like with fit and finish and maybe the material and or skin. Maybe they'll do some sort of variant like, oh, this is the um, Mario Maker edition and it's like yellow with like coin blocks and Mario on it. But they're not going to physically change the appearance of the Switch, uh, if at all. <clears throat> also, the new Joy-Con. Yes, they're going to be internally upgrade, upgraded. They're going to be fixed. The design flaw that they've had with the originals will be fixed. And they're going to get rid of those drifting issues. I just hope they put a higher quality joystick in there. But I do think that they are going to address that and fix that. I bet you they were doing that from the moment they realized, uh, from basically the moment they uh, sold the console. They're like, you know what? We're going to have a problem here. I don't think it, personally, I don't think it makes sense to redesign an, the, an entire console altogether. I mean, does it? I feel like if you alienate your entire fan base, the console that is just sold more consoles than the NES in its lifetime. You did that within three years. I don't think you should really mess with those people. I think you should allow those people to continue to grow and flourish in your ecosystem with your products. Don't mess with them. That's just how I feel. What do you think? 503-908-5490. Please call me. Leave me a voicemail. I would love, 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 love to talk about it. And I'll be honest. <sighs> would that be a day one purchase for me? I don't think so. I'm actually more concerned about figuring out how to get our Animal Crossing save data off that fucking thing. Do we know how to do that yet? Did they update their cloud stuff yet? I think, well, they do have updates. Like, they, you can back it up to the cloud. But I think, I think it can only be active on one switch at a time. From what I, I don't know. I don't. I, I think about that. I don't recall. That makes sense because people who have the Switch Lite are finding they can't transfer their game over. Mm -hmm. I remember, and they're like, like someone what? who got a Switch and 
tried to transfer all their stuff to the Switch Lite to have it for travel, they couldn't have it on both. That's horseshit. That's horseshit. I, that may have changed. That was like a while back when Animal Droppings first came out. I think the fact that we're still in 2020 sitting here having save game cloud issues from Nintendo is mind boggling. I can accept their online. Um, I don't even know what to say. We spent so many years trying to get them to be online and trying to get it to work right. I said this earlier. I think, I, who was I talking with? I was talking with somebody. Oh, I think it was on Twitch. We were talking in the chat. When Medal of, Medal of Honor Heroes 2 came out on Wii, it was one of the earliest online games to come out, at least in my wheelhouse. I went and I forced all of my friends to go to GameShop and buy a copy so that we could play 32 player online. Now we never got to 32 players, but we were able to group up and play online Medal of Medal of Honor Heroes 2. If any of you old school shooter fans, uh, I feel like I was the only one, man. I was like the only one in the world who was interested in that. And there was a few people online playing and we had a great time, but it just never really worked well. You know, it was just weird. It just, Lobby system was weird. You couldn't like party up and let, you know, get together. And, and even, even today, like their voice chat, they want you to do it through their app, which it works. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, dude, let's try to keep it all internal. It's because Nintendo didn't invest in a proper voiceover IP system for their, their switch. They didn't have proper, they don't have a proper microphone. They don't have proper software. Dude, does the switch have a camera? I don't even know if it, oh, you know what the light does? Does it? See, I don't even know. See, they need to invest in all that stuff, man. They need to make that an all-in-one. You know what, you know what, you know, Nintendo's worried about? They did it with DS. Your dick pics. That's, That's it. it. You yeah. got it. Specifically yours. Specifically mine. Because yeah. <laughs> I like to send unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> Just to you, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're worried about. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people who are using, it's mostly kids. Yeah, it's dangerous. That's a dangerous thing. Yeah. <sighs> but, hmm, what do you say? What do you say about that? I mean, like, there is their argument, well, because a majority of our customer base are children, so we won't do that. Is that really something that's, I mean, I agree, I agree with that. I don't want to get, I don't want to say too much to like make me sound like this is weird, but like, I agree with them, but can't the same be said about Xbox and PlayStation 4? Well, if you get, you can get a version without the camera. Right. I guess what I'm saying is like Microsoft and Sony aren't using that as an excuse to not make a webcam. Oh, I mean, like, because I, I mean, I feel like they would have to sell it separately. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be in the switch. Yeah. Like, and that would be fine. That would actually be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very it's a very interesting thing to think about because it's dangerous out there for children online. But so is being online on your computer or your iPad or your laptop or your Chromebook or anything else that your kids are on right now. So like it's it's 
I think you could have more damage being on a fucking Internet Explorer browser and letting your kids go into Roblox than being on your Nintendo Switch in, in some, some cases. I don't know. There's an argument to be had there. And I know why Nintendo does this is because they want to keep the walled garden on their, their service and people safe. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm cool with that. I think it's, well, I mean, the only reason why PS4 and, or uh, Xbox have uh, cameras, what is it mainly used for? PS4, it's for their uh, VR. VR, yeah. VR. Mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't have that. I mean, they have VR, but it's like... Their labo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, Xbox, I mean, if you wanted to stream to Mixer. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Too soon? No, it's fine. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Yeah, so I think... Um, Require or need a webcam for? Oh, am I silent? Again? No, I actually I muted it. No, you're good. Yeah, I don't think they would have something that. I don't think that would be something that they would need to like. They don't have a a, a market need for that. Like people aren't commenting like, "Hey, when's your camera coming out? We need That's a camera." True. I don't think they can make it, but I don't think it's going to sell very well. It would only be to like use it for streaming, and Switch can't. You can't stream from the Switch. No way, yeah. Like you can from the PS4 and Xbox. I'm just waiting for them to bring back We Speak. <laughs> the best is, is getting in those game show games that we have on Wii and making your name like some cuss word. Like, fuck! And then like when they call your name, like, fuck, you're up next. <laughs> so good. We love those. Yeah, no, interesting topic for sure. I mean, what do you guys think about all that? Are we going to see a uh, Nintendo Switch that is more kind of on the lines of, I guess, a more connected Switch? Oh, oh, can I say one thing too? <sighs> Whether it's a limitation of the hardware, which it is, or their buggy ass eShop, fix your eShop. Is that not the most ugly hideous laggy is it is a pain in the ass to use dude i just even last night i'm like let's go look see what's in the e-shop dude it has like these big huge tiles they're fucking laggy it's like and i'm like okay i'm gonna be here an hour just getting through like the 10th page here like i can't even you can't even scroll through it smoothly is that just me do you notice that too I don't even go in anymore. <laughs> exactly. It made her so mad. She didn't even go into the eShop. I'm also Baroque. Baroque. <laughs> so that might be why too. <laughs> it's garbage. I hate the eShop. So Nintendo really needs to redesign their eShop for sure. Just, I mean, let's think about this for a second. Come out with the Switch XL. <laughs> kind of like the DS style. Like it's going to be like, a big see but when they do that a big screen uh, yeah no I, I i think that's not too far off but the thing with that when they do that the dock is not going to be it's gonna be i think it's gonna be pure handheld wow okay or maybe it'll like have like a little like kickstand built in you could just like prop it down and just connect it from like the top or something instead of a little dinky single it's like a dual like yeah 
And then Joy-Con. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, that would make sense. If they did, I didn't think about that. If they did. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> if they do redesign the Switch, having it be a handheld only would allow them to physically alter it. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. They did it with the with the light, right? They did it with the light. They made it smaller. They physically made it smaller. They physically connected the Joy-Con controllers. They're non-dockable. They are non-detachable. That makes sense. Okay, well, I think it's interesting. I think it's a great, a great interesting concept. And it's an important one because we're living in like the Switch era. This is like the greatest thing. And you know what? This has been perfect timing for Nintendo. Why? Because we are on, we're in limbo from both, both Microsoft and Sony. They have not launched their consoles yet. We are in this like, this like gray area of the Switch can just take off and do its thing. And it has. And boy, they have really, really uh, capitalized on the fact that new consoles are coming, no pricing, not available yet. And they are selling, selling, selling. And then, of course, COVID. So, man, it's been the perfect storm for them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else they, like what other niche that they're trying to fill that they haven't done already with the normal Switch and or Switch original. Right. And uh, Switch Lite. I think it's just performance. Yeah. I'm I mean, to we, we play a lot of first party and they're optimized. Well, yeah. Right? And they look great. But, man, when you start playing some of these other games from like third parties, you know, they're, uh, you start to see some of that. Yeah, I know people were saying that like um, Bioshock, the Bioshock collection that came out mm -hmm. for Switch. I mean, Bioshock's been around for, Long it's time. an older game. Yeah. But, like it's only 30 frames per second and it's still kind of in it dips yeah, a lot and it stutters mm -hmm. same thing with dead by daylight all the more popular games that are coming out so i'm saying man they, it has to be an internal only like we got to fix we got to fix this hardware we really got to fix this hardware all right i'm logging into the voicemails let's do this hotline voicemailness hello you've got voicemail 503-908-5490. Um, I'm looking at my voicemails here. And uh, we got the voicemail maniac. He sent over like three voicemails. This ought to be interesting. He's he's jumping off. He's going off the deep end. Uh, let's see. Where do we start? Let me pause the podcast for a second. Okay, so... The first voicemail I can see on here, my Google Translate put it in here, up in here. He had to take a call. He called in, but they had to take a call from his wife who was getting pizza, and he wanted to make sure the pizza was legit. Hey, I understand that completely. All right, so let's play the second voicemail. We'll play the second and third one here. Pizzas over podcasts. <laughs> pizza over podcasts. It's uh, true. It's very true. Very, very nomish. All right, here we go. Cameron. The voicemail maniac. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, voicemail maniac, Mr. Cameron Johnson here. Back again. My uh, wife called. We had just ordered pizza. It's Friday night. Mm. Had to make sure everything was good. Pizza over um, podcast. So picking that up right now. A little bit of slice of life. We're, we're getting real over here at Send the Johnson household. Enjoying Send our Friday night. But unfortunately, we both have to work tomorrow. I have a full day uh, at the guitar factory. Um 
anyway, uh, but you know, it's look, I'm happy to be employed. A lot of people are, don't have the luxury of, of steady employment these days. So I'm super happy to be employed. Okay. So anyway, back to the business at hand. Um, so just to uh, clarify about the Super Nintendo Capcom thing. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's weird, you know. Uh, so we checked with my friend's console. Uh, the game played fine on his, the Breath of Fire 2. And uh, I also had Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Slam Masters. Great game. I think I purchased that used at Blockbuster uh, when, when, you know, they used to sell games after, you know, they had been renting them out. Um, and that wouldn't play either, so... It just, and it just happened all of a sudden. It was like a weird conspiracy thing. So it's weird. Um, who knows what? Whatever reason, like you said, maybe they're they're use a specific chip, and then my Super Nintendo just stopped recognizing that chip. Or there was some sort of, I don't know. Who knows? It's weird. Um, but uh, but yeah. So never heard of that from anybody else. So I wonder if that's some sort of weird phenomenon, or if or, or if it was just mine. And I think it was just I yours, man. I sold that Super Nintendo and got a new one a long time ago. Or another one, and uh, some poor bastard <laughs> is probably wondering what's going on with that with his Super Nintendo. Or, Don't play Capcom um, games, bruh. <laughs> so, uh, and on a uh, you know, uh, so there's my Super Nintendo clarification. But uh, man, I just listened to the podcast this week, and I think it was Andrew. He uh, you know went it was straight from the heart talking about how much the podcast meant to him, and these kind of distractions, you know, going in, into his history of, of being in poor relationships, abusive situations, felt with family members, et cetera. Man, I couldn't even imagine. Really, really cool of you to uh, to talk about that and uh, just be honest because I know people need to hear that, especially nowadays when a lot of people are kind of stuck at home and they could be stuck with those exact same people that are abusing them. So I've been very fortunate in my life. Uh, I've had very few of the situations, although I did have a work situation that involved some very abusive people. Mm, yeah, and incredibly stressful. Yeah. Of course, it is not my current situation, thankfully. But um, it messed me up, actually, that whole thing. Like, I've, I still experience panic um, issues here and there. And, you know, have a lot of anxiety now. And All right, there's the end of the voicemail. Again, remember, they, they go for three minutes. You got three minutes is all you get, and then you have to send over another one. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm gonna play the other one here, Cameron. But uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I feel that too. Yeah, it also can be at work. You also can have uh, stuff going on at, at your job. There's a lot of dysfunction and corruption and uh, disrespect, <sighs> and I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, there's lots of racism and also sexism at work for sure. It's just a fucking stupid i hate it um okay let's play this next one here three minute cab i wish i could lift that i can't lift that i can't do anything about it. that's something google uh puts in with their uh their voice system here so sorry about that yeah that's interesting about your capcom stuff too i think Ooh, it was isolated. okay sorry about that so just to uh, get everything wrapped up so yeah i can understand you know well i can't really understand your situation andrew it, it was just really, 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 you know, sad to hear, but I'm super happy for you, man. Making steps, um, bettering yourself. It, it takes, it's, it takes some strength to do that when you've been beaten down for so long, but just know that you got people that love you, you know, and, uh, you got a, a good community here to, uh, to support you. So, uh, congratulations on, 
on your steps towards uh, being the person you want to be. Um, and yeah, thanks to, to Jason for doing this podcast, man, you know, giving us all sort of an escape, our weekly escape from um, whatever's going on in our lives. Um, so thanks, Jason. And even thanks, uh, Steph, for uh, for hanging out and uh, giving us your two cents and also your snide comments. We all we all, we love those too. Cameron likes your um, lastly, comedy and snide comments. Uh, I also have not had my glass my vision checked in ten years, and my wife is oh, getting me, getting on me to do it, and I need to get my glasses. He's going to get his eyes new checked. glasses, new etc. His wife's been I'm telling sure him. I'm blind. He's blind. He's more, more blind than I can even imagine. So more blind than he can imagine. Um, anyway, guys, uh, three uh, three voicemails to uh, get one that actually worked and etc. <laughs> so have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Cameron. It's always good to hear you. I appreciate that. Yeah, go get your eyes checked, bruh. Go get your eyes checked. Uh, yeah, I just actually, I haven't even said anything. I've been wearing these. These are great. I bought these uh, about a month ago, maybe. I saw it. Man, why Why does Why does uh, Instagram always have to get me? I saw them come through on Instagram. Uh, this is from a company called Knockground. This is not sponsored. They didn't send these to me. I paid full price. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, I wish they were. I mean, get at me, knock around. Get at me. We'll talk. These are Nerf branded. Aren't these cool? Knock around. It has a little Nerf logo on the inside. Uh, you probably can't see it. Nerf. Um, and these are great. They're like pink on the inside, blue, green. They look like a Nerf blaster. They're great. And I got them, but of course, I want to have them be prescription, but they don't offer prescription. So I went to do some searching online and I found another company called Lensable and they do custom lenses for any frames. You basically go do their online forum, put on what you want, pick the color, pick the features, pick what you want, and then you send them in your glasses, your frames, and they custom make something for it. And th this, that's what they did. So uh, I got these custom uh, blue tinted uh, lenses put on with my brand new prescription that I just got done. And what I like about these is that they're not actually really dark like sunglasses. They're almost like you can wear these around like the bottoms of these. Like you look, you can see the, it's completely clear on the bottom. So they're glasses, but the top are just kind of blue tinted. So they're I mean, they're really cool and I like them. Like I'm going to wear them for the DJ set. I think it's great. Like they're really, really cool. So, but then you can go outside and it's tinted on the top a little bit. So it does, it does prevent, you know, the sun from coming in a little bit, but they're, they're more, uh, they're more normal glasses than sunglasses, which the original lenses were like dark kind of greenish blue and they were specifically sunglasses. So I kind of converted these. I did a custom job on them. So yeah. Yeah. Really cool. I hope you guys like them. I love them. I love them. I think they're great. So anyway, yeah, Cameron, go get your eyes checked and then, uh, you know, get some cool lenses. You can join the fat farm with me. I got my other ones too, my fat farm. I'm a fatty boy. Big fat boy, the fat farm. I do like them. Very cool. Anyway, um, 503-908-5490. Let's jump over to the Patreon slide. I want to thank all of the support that's given from the patrons here. Thank you. Brandon, George, Aaron, Luke, Justin, everyone in the main floor, everyone on the ground floor, patreon.com slash Jason Heine. Or if you just want to go to the website, that's really where all the fun happens. Heinehouse.com. Bruh. Stop. It's a Where is it? There it is. 
Um, yeah, I appreciate all the support, folks. Thank you for your continued uh, support and keeping me uh, driving forward very strong and passionately. You guys, uh, I just uh, really, I can't thank you enough. It means so much to me. It's been great to continue to, to podcast and great to to continue the live streams and just just be a creative person. And uh, you guys are the driving force behind all of that for me. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you greatly. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. I think that's it. Should I, should I play a song? I'm going to play a song. We haven't done this in a long time. I didn't even mention it because I think we have another week or two. We have another week or two before the game comes out. I didn't even mention it yet. It's actually... We got a release date for Hotshot, folks, and uh, I should have probably opened up the show with it, but I, I want to wait till we're a little bit closer to the release date to say it's coming out tomorrow. But Hotshot Racing, the game I've been working on, is coming out September 10th is the release date. It's currently on pre-order on Switch. It's currently on pre-order on Steam. And the thing about it, it I, man, you guys know how I feel. I've, I'm basically basically like a broken record here, but. I'm very, very excited for it, and it's so great. I'm going to actually do a a live stream event playing it. It's going to be on Friday. I actually have my voicemail or my thing here. I'll let you guys know exactly the date. It's going to be a Friday on... So mark your calendars here. Friday the 4th, September 4th, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's going to be an early one for me. But there, you know, the the whole team's based out of in London, so uh, it's going to be kind of in the in the evening for them. Uh, so I'm going to get in with the devs and and the publishers. We're going to be hanging out, and everyone in the community uh, who has uh, um, early access, we're going to jump in and play and have fun. So they they schedule that, and that's what's going to be. It's going to be fun. So come on by. We'll be on Twitch, and we are going to play Hot Shot Racing online with everyone. It's going to be great. So it is coming out though. Pre-order it right now. If you pre-order it on Steam, you get a pre-order bonus, which is my soundtrack. That's the pre-order bonus. I think it's so rad. I'm so happy. Oh, it's cool. So, so cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just gushing over it. I'm going to play a song. I think I'll, for every episode up until the release, which I think is what the next two weeks here, uh, I'll play a song. I'll play a hot shot racing song that you may actually that you haven't heard before. How about that? Really cool. Let me pause the show. Let me cue it up and we'll get it going. All right, I'm going to play a song that I have not played before. This is playing it for the first time here. And you're actually looking at my YouTube studio, YouTube studio <laughs> uh, page. I did this all last night. In fact, I just uploaded all the videos. I'm getting the playlist in order. So I'm going to have the YouTube playlist so you can listen to all the songs there as well. But they're going to be all over the place too, streaming platforms. Anywhere you listen to music, they're going to be there. So we're going to play a song called Drift Run. Let's get it. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Have an absolutely amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, this was kind of my Ridge Racer inspiration.
I really wanted to do something kind of like jungle breakbeat with like jungle drums and just do something kind of like drum and bass almost, like 90s drum and bass. Yeah. OST bonus. Oof. God, that's juicy. This song is so juicy. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you on the next episode. Goodbye.